everyone, and welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. Ellie Herringshaw here. I'm so excited that you're here today. I am here alone today. Yep, that's right. It's just me and you, me and a microphone, and you and your earphones or your car speakers, wherever you're listening to this podcast, welcome. Whatever you have gone through, whatever hardship or struggle, what breakup, what divorce you've gone through, trauma, you're not alone. I'm here to tell you that. And I say that every single week. You're not alone. But today we're going to be talking about what it's like when we actually feel alone. And we're going to talk about what it's like to reclaim our independence after experiencing a divorce or a breakup. Something that a lot of us have gone through. I for one have. What is it like to actually reclaim independence? I was married at a really young age. I was married just two days before I turned 21. Surprise, surprise, I am no longer married. Thus the tagline for my ministry, Reclaiming Life After Betrayal and Divorce. (laughs) It's no surprise that my story is out there, but I started dating my ex-husband when I was only 18 years old. That's like a lot of time to spend with someone. I I spent a long time with him. I started dating him when I was 18, and then two days before I turned 21, we got married, and I was married to him for five and a half years before we became separated, because at that point, I had discovered his affair, and he moved out. So for the entirety of my my adult life, it was tied to another person. It was tied to this other individual that I did everything with, that that knew what I was doing at any point of every day. And, and I just had that common bond of just this understanding that I always had him. And then when that was broken, when our covenant was broken, and then in our divorce, I didn't have a person anymore. And I had to reclaim independence. And for me, it was almost like claiming independence because I'd never known what independence really was. But what reclaiming is and what we talk about here on this podcast is stepping into the areas of pain to allow God to heal. So my simple definition of reclamation is identifying a fearful and internal reaction to a place or thing that holds a memory and choosing to face it head on to create a new positive association. So what that really means is identifying a pain, seeing that there's a pain associated with something. So you think about like if your back is hurting, right? That means that there's something wrong with your back. Like we're not designed to experience pain, right? Pain is an indicator of a a deeper issue. And so when we have pain, we can point to that pain and say something's wrong. And it's the same thing in our emotions, It's the same thing. We're not designed to feel pain. And then, of course, when you go through the kind of betrayal of infidelity and divorce, the pain is also physical. It's also, I mean, it it just encompasses every aspect of your life. It's not just that emotional pain. Am I right? It's so real. And so when that pain is there, it means that something needs to be healed and that healing will take time. And that's okay that it takes time. So when we go through that hard stuff, there's often a revelation that there is pain associated with just being alone and doing things 
alone. When I was going through my divorce, I felt the pain of being alone. And for me, that was an indicator that I needed to step in to that in some way. Identify the pain that's associated with a thing. So for me, it was the absence of another person in my bed. That was real. That was really, really hard. And so what I did is while I was going through my divorce, I tried to fill my time with so many things. I filled my time with with hanging out with friends. I, I didn't, I'm not a partier. I don't do that. But I called friends and I did puzzles with them really late out into the night. And I, I'd stayed out late at diners and eating milkshakes and, and eating food. I mean, there was just so many things that I did. And I wanted to avoid just being alone. And I really tried to avoid sleeping. <laughs> so I didn't do a lot of sleeping in like the first year of while I was going through my divorce. And when I did, I... I would often have Netflix with me next to, next to my bed. I, w- I would watch Netflix. I'd watch movies. I just tried to fill the space, the emptiness, the, the aloneness with something else. Can anyone relate to this? So what I'm doing now is trying to intentionally step into independence. I'm not trying to intentionally step into aloneness because aloneness is different than loneliness. So we can feel lonely and still be surrounded by people. We're never truly alone. We're never truly alone. You can be standing, though, in a room of so many people and feel lonely. But we always have Holy Spirit. We always have God next to us fighting on our behalf. So you're never really alone. So while I was going through that time, that really dark place of not wanting to sleep, trying to fill my time with friends and and movies and TV shows and what has looked like really in the last, I guess the last year or something is filling my time with a lot of to-do lists because I started this ministry last year. I started podcasting last year and blogging and I have felt lonely and yes, I have gone through breakups after my divorce, which is really hard. I've had some boyfriends and I've had breakups and they're not fun. They're not as bad, thank God, as my divorce, but they're not fun. And when you have that time of being able to text somebody and and being able to share with with them your thoughts, your ideas, your your day, and then that's gone, that's really hard again. So every time I go through that, not going to lie, I just went through one just recently. When you go through it, you try to fill. You try to fill that with something else. So what I've intentionally done this time, this time around, I want to step into that pain. And I want to receive the healing that God has for me there. And that's about receiving independence. I can only speak for myself and out of my own experience, but I did also reach out to you guys on social media. If you're not following me on Instagram and on Facebook, you should do that because I post fun things. I mean, I think that they're pretty fun, Um, but I'm at rclaimed on, on Instagram and you can find me there. I will put all that information in my show notes too, but you should definitely follow me there. So I asked you guys, what do you do to reclaim your independence after a divorce or after a breakup. And so many of you had some amazing ideas. And I sort of just went through and 
and organized them a little bit into three different categories. God plays such an important aspect of this. I mean, he is the one that brings healing. Others play an important role in reclaiming our independence and how we need to do it on our own too. So the first thing is identifying that pain to God and invite God into that pain. Because where do we run when we're in trouble? Right now, we can't text that person that we had once talked to, that we had shared everything with. We can't text that person. We can't call them. After that divorce, after that breakup, that's really hard. You want to call a friend, and that's okay. You can do that. But let your first thought and the first place you run to be God. The God of the universe, Jesus himself, sent from the Father, wants to be with you in your pain right now. After he went to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit to be our advocate. And so when you receive him as your Lord and Savior, you are actually never alone. Because God is with you. Emmanuel means God with us. That's the truth. When you accept Jesus, you are never alone. Whoa, I'm getting preachy here. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. Sometimes I just go for it. But it's true. You're never alone when you have Jesus. So maybe there's some of you listening that you just need to get right with that. That you feel like you're filling and filling and filling with so many different things when really you just got to surrender to God. Go to him. So many, so many times through the, uh, through the Psalms, it talks about God being a refuge, God being a strong tower, this thing that we go to when we're in trouble. Psalms 46, one says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalms, Psalms 91, two says, I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And I mean, there's so many examples of this. God is the refuge. He's the thing that we go to. Let that be your first thought when you're in trouble. Go to God because he will never allow you to be alone. So we're talking about being independent, but I'm also saying, hey, run to God. So you're not actually independent. One of the words that the Lord gave me last year about my year of being single The Lord really showed me that I needed to be independently dependent on him. And that was really the core of what I needed to do about reclaiming independence, stepping into being my own person, finding my own voice, finding my identity, and then being dependent on God. Because he is the one that shows you your identity. He is the one that communicates that. He has placed value on you. And so then therefore you live it out. Am I right? Or am I right? I'm right. So we have God as our main source of finding our own independence. And the second thing there in reclaiming our independence is others, other people. Other people can actually and should actually encourage you to find your independence, to find your your own voice, your own identity again. After you've been tied with someone else, it's important to bring other people into that. So find a community, find a good Christian community, people that will lift you up, that will encourage you, that will speak life into you and run after them really hard. Find friends in that community, people that you can laugh with, that you can have fun with. 
this can be really hard as adults, right? Like finding new friends is tough because we're so busy. We fill our time with all this stuff. And then that on top of also going through pain, that's really, really tough. Show up. Even when you're even when you're going through something hard, show up to the community, show up to the small group. I want to encourage you to do that. It's the biggest thing to just show up. But that's going to help you step into something new to then bring your own identity into that place. In this also comes maybe weeding out some friends. Taking a little bit of an audit of your friend group. Who are the people that maybe you don't want to spend time with anymore? That don't lift you up, that don't encourage you. This is a hard thing and this is a sensitive thing, but... But if you're hanging out with the wrong people, you may not be the best version of yourself. They may not be leading you to God. They may not be leading you even to true and redemptive healing. They could be just encouraging you to go out and party and and find someone new and just go off the deep end. Find people that encourage you and that draw you closer to God. And if that means having maybe having hard conversations with people or just not talking to them anymore, I don't know. Pray about this. But weeding people out of your life can be important and okay because you're an adult. I mean, I assume the majority of the people that listen to this podcast are adults. You're an adult. You can make your own decisions. Fill your life with people that encourage you and that lift you up. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here, but whatever. And then finally, in reclaiming our own individuality, reclaiming our own independence, we need ourselves. This is going to take active and important work on your own because we go to God first. We run to him. We give him a great big hug. And then after a time, he encourages us to step into our own healing. And with that comes finding new places, finding new things that are not associated with your, with your ex, with your ex-husband, with your ex-wife, finding newness, new hobbies, new places. So after I had moved out of my home with my ex-husband. I moved into my parents' basement for a time. And that was really hard going back to my childhood room where I I just felt like I was so broken in that place, like taking a giant step back in life. So after a time, I actually moved into an apartment with my best friend. And that was so good and super important to find a new place that had no ties with my ex-husband. There were things kind of in the proximity of our apartment that I needed to reclaim and and some restaurants in that area. But for the most part, that was a place that was untouched by memories with my ex-husband. So I was there walking those streets alone, making new memories as a woman going through a divorce, finding newness on my own. And that was such an important step. That was so important to just do new things on my own. And also with that, stepping into those old places, of course, that's reclaiming. Seeing and identifying a pain associated with a place or thing and going back to them, taking that back and creating a new association with those things. That's also going to bring empowerment to know that I can step into those painful areas to allow God to heal those things. So find new places and then go back to the old ones. Know that you do not have to live in fear or avoidance of anything. One thing that somebody said on Facebook is that they intentionally used I statements when they would always use we statements. 
So this was a woman who had married to somebody for a long time and then divorced. And so intentionally saying I rather than we was a really important step for her. I am doing this. I am going here rather than we. Well, that could be a really painful thing to do, but making that a point can be really good. Somebody said puppies are really important. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Puppies. Puppies can, can really encourage our care for something else. When we have a relationship with someone and then that thing is broken, we need something to care for. And that's real and that's okay. For me, I had my dog. But having her gave me purpose. And it gave me something to directly give my love to and give my care to when I would have given that to my husband. Of course, I also gave it to my dog when we were married, but you get the point. Having something to care for, even if it's just a plant, but it can be so good to just pour some love and TLC into something else that's living. And one thing for me that's been so important in this healing journey is caring for myself in the way that I want to be cared for. I went through a really hard divorce. And now that I'm removed from that, I can see things that I really want in a relationship in the future. And one thing that I'm really not good at (laughs) is self-care. I can be really, really hard on myself. And that's something I'm working on. Treating myself the way that I want to be treated. It's sort of taking a different turn on the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But treat myself the way that I want to be treated. So what I do, what I'm trying to do right now in the mirror is look at myself and care for myself, give myself the kind of grace that I would give a friend, that I would give a family member, looking myself in the mirror and saying, you're beautiful, you are lovable, you are choosable, (laughs) you are capable, and you're going to get through this. And then continuing to say those identity statements, whatever it is for you, the main one for me is you are enough. I so often will just compare myself with this ideal image of myself. I'm an Enneagram one. We've talked about Enneagram maybe a little bit on this podcast. I'm an Enneagram one, so I can be really, really hard on myself. But looking at myself in the mirror and saying, no, you're enough. What you're doing is enough. Because I don't actually need someone. I don't. I can do this life on my own. I've made that pretty clear to myself that for two and a half years, I've been on my own. For the most part, almost two and a half years, I've been on my own. I've had amazing friends and amazing family walking with me through this. And I've done it with God because I have made him my refuge. I have made him the one that I run to. So I'm really never alone. He is the one that gives me my identity. He is the one that shows me my worth. And then therefore, I can live that out. And that really, at the core, is what it means to reclaim our individuality, reclaim our independence. Because you are not alone. You have God. You have Holy Spirit. You're not alone. So what I'm calling you to do now is to reclaim your independence, but become independently dependent on God without anyone telling you what to do without anyone giving you advice, without anybody giving you the words or the scriptures to go to, without anybody telling you what to do. Become dependent on God because that's the best thing that you can do for yourself right now in this time of waiting for something, waiting for someone. Become independently dependent. If you are 
feeling alone. I hear you. I do. If you're feeling lonely, find some friends, find some community, find a really good church. I lead the Reclaimed Community. It's a group of women in, here in the Twin Cities that, that talk about areas of pain associated with divorce and infidelity. So if you are in the Twin Cities area, I want to encourage you to reach out, step in, find a community with us. Whether you're feeling lonely or you're feeling lost or broken or bruised, it's going to be okay. God is able and willing to bring restoration into every area of your life. So if you're facing this, if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling broken, God will bring restoration to you. Just wait on him. Lean on him. Look to him. Thank you so much for listening. No one's told you to listen to this. (laughs) I so appreciate it. And if you like this podcast, would you please go on iTunes, go on Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast, would you rate it for me? Give it a rate. I don't care if it's five stars. I don't care if it's whatever. Go on there. I just want to know if I'm on track. Give me some feedback. I need to hear what's resonating with you. I need to hear what you like, maybe even what you don't like. I can hear that. I can handle it. I'm a big girl. So go on there and do that if you would. I would also really love to hear your suggestions. What do you want to hear on the podcast? Do you want to hear more interviews? Do you want to hear more of these chats just me I don't know let's talk about it give me feedback tell me what you want what you want to hear what's working what's not I'm really okay with hearing it I really am (laughs) also this podcast takes financial support it does it's true so I have a patreon page if reclaiming is something that resonates with you if you've gotten something out of this podcast would you put a dollar amount to it would you step in and would you partner with me financially for it Because this does take money. It takes finances. That's also partnering with me. Most importantly, I need your prayers. I do. I need your prayers to do this. There's not a lot of people that are speaking about divorce and infidelity in the church. And I want to be that voice. I want to be a voice to this issue of healing and how we often feel so much shame around this this type of healing. And I want to be that voice. So would you pray for me? I need your prayers. Mm, I do. I do. I do. I'm also taking speaking engagements. So if you want me to come and speak at your church, at your whatever group, I'm all about it. So reach out to me. Let's go. We'll do it. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Reclaimed Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast and rate it on iTunes. If you're interested in partnering with the Reclaimed Podcast financially, you can do so on my Patreon page. Remember, You're not alone. There is hope. And we'll see you next week.